One thing we try to do with uh, panelists on stage like this is recognize what do all billion dollar plus single family offices do that doesn't cost a lot and every private investor here in the room could do it. Like developing a theme, developing a niche, focusing on something and getting data systems in place. There are some systems that cost $100,000, $200,000 a year or much more for data and software that some of these individuals use. But you can get systems and software and data that you can afford at $25,000 or $1,000 a month, et cetera. So that's something to take note on. And what I'm always taking a note on is what do the most effective family offices do and what do all of the most effective family offices do? And focusing on one to three niches or some themes um, is something that all of them do. And so I want you to take special note of that. And just in general, when you come to our events, if you're a private investor or family office, is to take notes on what the most successful, the sharpest people at the event are doing and the commonalities between what all the seemingly most successful ones are doing to maybe consider adapting that yourself. And the same goes on the capital raising side. When you hear people that are raising $100 million a year or they just raised $400 million um, or they raised $10 million last month and you hear those stories over and over and over again and you, and you think, and this is what our capital raising workshops do for you, you think, what do all these people do who are raising twenty-five million to $200 million plus a year that's in common and how is that very, very different from everyone who's struggling to raise $1 million a year or $2 million a year? These people are all messing up mostly the same things and these people are all doing mostly the same things, right? Um, and so identifying those differences for well-established family offices and new family offices, the differences between capital raisers and not, that's what we're trying to transfer to you when we talk about installing 50 mental models on, on investor relations, 50 mental models on running a family office or being an effective private investor. And that's the point of the book that we're giving out, Sent Millionaire Strategies, the podcast, the YouTube, the workshops, and all the panels and content that we put out as an organization. Um, many times... Um, or a couple things I wanted to mention real quick. Vikas mentioned from Playbook that you have to create a, a chemistry. Someone has to like and trust you and connect with you on some level to do business with you if they're trusting you with their money. And that's really important. Uh, Sarah Blakely says she doesn't know why everybody is always so serious in business and never jokes around, never smiles, never laughs. And she tries to incorporate that into our business and became a billionaire while doing so. Uh, Mark Cuban, even though he gets portrayed as a very intense person in the media sometimes, um, not only because of how the media maybe wants to, but that's just sometimes how he comes across, he says that it, one of the most important three things on how he became a billionaire was being nice to people and treating them well, and it's the only way to build a really great organization and become super ultra wealthy. So that's why we had this slide yesterday, if you missed it, on just how to be a class act human being or just putting time and energy into being a better person because that will help you become more influential and get access to opportunities where these people are very busy. If you look like you're really stressed out, really anxious, taking all their time over here for 12 minutes, making your full pitch or your pitch deck when there's 20 people waiting to talk, that shows a level of low social intelligence. So you're not being respectful of their time, people's time around you, and you're automatically, they're not going to engage a second time because that's just an automatic disqualifier. If you email someone with a Yahoo email address and your Clipart logo, looks like it's from the 1990s, and you write them an essay-long email, Candace doesn't have time to read that. She has 600 other emails to get through, and it was lucky she even opened the email to see that your essay existed there, right? And so those are some important things we want to get across, and all these investors want you to know these things because it wastes less of their time if they don't miss an amazing opportunity, but you just don't do justice to the expertise you have and could have contributed to an investment because it just had bad packaging on it, bad communication around it, or you just didn't know family office 101 expectations on communications. So I want to make sure and emphasize some of those points. Uh, Josh from Accountable Equity is on stage. He always emphasizes um, 
attracting people of similar values and using that to raise the $30 million he has the last couple of years. So I just wanted to um, emphasize that as well. I love Kevin Harrington's comment on being a high velocity entrepreneur. I'm going to use that term uh, more often going forward on who we want to associate with. And then there was a comment earlier, um, I think it was two panels ago, about doing things for the long term. And ironically, when you do things that nobody would do in their right mind unless they were really in it for the long term, then people want to work with you faster in the short term. If you take all the time to write a book, if you take all the time to lead a nonprofit, if you take all the time to add value to a family, like Dr. Cook said, without trying to sell them on something the next minute, and you're just building relationships, then people are more likely to work with you very quickly because they see you're dedicated to it, you're determined, you're in it for the long term. It speeds up by business by doing things that take a long amount of time. And that's why we have written 13 books and hosted the 190 plus events, um, et cetera. And of all these panelists on the stage, which we have connections to and access to, maybe I've showed Candace one deal in seven years that I've known her. I don't know if I have, but you know, we're not having them on here just to pitch them a deal the next day and trying to get a bunch of deals done right away. So um, with that, um, I just appreciate everyone's attention. Um, don't forget that every quarter we have a Investor Club Summit in San Francisco, LA, New York, and South Florida, all those locations once, once a year. So four investor summits per year, a dozen workshops. We have the member portal, new member walkthroughs. If you're a new member, make sure you schedule that with Jennifer so you know what you paid for because it's a lot more in addition to the live events coming in person or virtually. Uh, we appreciate everyone's attention. I know that um, two and a half days of content is a brain full of content. You guys probably have a, a big stack of business cards. So I hope that the follow-up goes well with some of the people that you met here today. Appreciate everyone's attention, and I hope to see you at a workshop and an Investor Club Summit in person in Q1. So have a nice holidays, and thank you everyone for your time and attention here. Thank you.